Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. We hope you be blessed by the preaching of the Word by Pastor Bill Johnson. I want to do something uh, a bit different this morning. I'm going to give you a brief teaching. But what I plan to do is take you into a part of my own personal life. I want to talk to you about communion. For a number of years, my wife and I take communion very, very frequently. We try to do it every day. I, I believe so much in the power, the wonder, the beauty of this moment. I, I never come to it lightly. I, I don't come to this moment as simply a Christian tradition. I'm not opposed to, to traditions. But there are spiritual nutrients in a spiritual activity. And, and I don't want to pass over those divine moments carelessly. I want to make sure that I extract everything available in the act of obedience. That doesn't matter to me if we're talking about water baptism. Raising our hands in praise. Giving shouts of praise or kneeling on the ground. It, it doesn't matter what it is. I want to make sure that in my act of obedience, I am able to fully experience the benefit of that act of obedience. Let me start by, by just giving you a brief testimony. <coughs> My wife uh, just uh, released a book uh, called The Power of Communion. This is something, this is part of our relational journey with the Lord for the last number of years. Uh, I think it was maybe two years ago, she had a friend send her an email. And in that email, she said, I'm in the hospital and I'm dying. And she had seven diseases or seven problems with her body. My wife wrote her back and said, take communion every day. Now, I'm going to explain why in a moment. But she said, take communion every day. And so she thought that was a strange response. But she did it. I don't remember how much time had passed. I think it was within a month. And more likely, maybe two weeks. She, she wrote my wife back. And she said, I'm out of the hospital. I'm completely healed. Every, everything is gone. I, I know we don't have communion supplies here today. But, but I want you to pretend as though we did. I, I want to walk you through the reason behind the broken body. 
the shed blood of Jesus. When Jesus uh, at, at the Last Supper, he met with his disciples. He broke the bread. And he said, This is my body. He didn't say this represents my body. I don't understand that. But I don't need to understand anything to obey. I, just, I try to join my faith with whatever Jesus says. Understanding is never a prerequisite for obedience. Then he took the cup and he said, This is my blood. I know theologians are trying to figure are trying to figure that out. And there's a lot of debate. But I want to keep it simple. I want us to come to this moment like children. That deeply respond to whatever Jesus says. And in this moment, he said, This is my body. How was the body of Jesus torn? He suffered beating. He suffered stripes on his body. In fact, I understand the original language in Isaiah 53 says, By his stripe, we are healed. One stripe. He was beat over and over again. How could it be one stripe? It had so brutally ripped open his flesh that it appeared as one large wound. Isaiah 53 declares, by his stripes, we are healed. In the epistle that Peter wrote, he made this, he quoted that passage. And he says, he said, by his stripes, we were healed. In other words, what Jesus suffered 2,000 years ago was his payment for our miracle. If I were to buy you a car, I'm sure you'd be happy with that. Let's say I went down to the local dealership, and I said, uh, I want to buy a car for a person. I'm, I'm going to pay for it in cash. Call them and tell them the car is here. It's, it's paid for. Taxes are paid for. It is yours. How many of you would leave the car lot or leave the car on the car lot and never pick it up? Not me. <laughs> we would look at that car and even maybe it's a car we could never afford. I don't have to be able to afford it. It's mine. It's free. It was bought by someone else. My my senior associate, uh, his name is Chris Valentin. 
when he came to serve us at the church, he was a businessman. He owned many businesses. We had been friends for 20 years. And I knew that his heart was for ministry. So I invited him to leave the business world and to come and work for me. When he did, he, he closed the businesses down, but he had quite a bit of debt left over from those businesses. <coughs> he never announced it to people. He just privately would pray and do the best he could to pay off that debt. <coughs> On one Sunday morning, I, I like to go to the back door of the church and just shake people's hands as they leave. And a, a, a lady came, uh, came by, she shook my hand. And she had a, uh, she had a, a, a check. And it was folded in half. And she said, is Chris here? I said, no, I said, he's preaching, uh, I forget where, but somewhere else this morning. But he will be here tonight. And she said, well, would you give this to him for me? And, and I said, sure. It wasn't in a sealed envelope. Which basically told me it was the will of God for me to know what was on that check. So after she walked around the corner, I flipped the check open, and it said $30,000. I looked to make sure it was his name and not mine. Uh, it was his name. So I folded it up and I put it in my Bible. I, I knew that I would see him that evening. So we're in our pre-service prayer meeting. And, and Chris walks in. So I, I walk over to him and said, Chris, look what somebody gave me for you. He said, does that say $3,000? I said, $30,000. He, he completely ruined the prayer meeting. He walked around the room waving this $30,000 check. Look what God provided for me. He was so happy. And he never thanked me for all that money. Why? Because I didn't write the check. When you pray for the sick, and somebody gets healed, you're just delivering a check that somebody else wrote. When I partake of the bread, I, I bring communion uh, supplies with me when I travel. And so I have a number of these. They're just little cups, and they have an unleavened wafer on the top. And I hold, I hold this before the Lord. And I like to make confession or proclamation whenever I, I do anything. 
Nothing happens in the kingdom until first there's a declaration. Things have to be spoken. And so I hold this body of Jesus before him. I break it as a reminder that he was broken that I could be whole. He became empty that I could be full. He, he was rejected so I could be accepted. He was despised so I could be celebrated. He became sin so I could become righteous. And I hold this before the Lord. And I make this declaration. By your stripes, I was healed. And then I began to pray for members of my family, uh, friends that I know. I mentioned them by name. Jesus, what you paid for was more than enough than for their miracle. <coughs> by the stripes of Jesus, Mary is healed of cancer. By the stripes of Jesus, Kathy is delivered of Parkinson's. And I just, I go through that list. I don't have it on paper, I carry it in my heart. But I like to come before the Lord and remind him of his covenant. Please don't misunderstand me. He doesn't forget. I don't remind him for his sake. I remind him for mine. I want to stand in line with what he has accomplished. By, by the stripes of Jesus, my wife was healed. The second part of this particular moment is I often will pray for divine health for my entire household. Jesus actually made it possible. To me, it would be tragic to come to the end of time and have the only generation that experienced divine health to be Israel in the wilderness, not born again, not really serving God. We are under a better covenant. This needs to matter to us enough that we put time in praying over this matter. I hold in my hand your testimony your provision not only for healing but for divine health. In a few minutes, I'm going to have you go through this with me. And we're going to pray for friends that need a miracle. I then take the cup. It's the blood of Jesus. And there are a couple of things that I like to proclaim. <laughs> First and foremost is the blood of Jesus sets me free. 
There is no freedom from sin apart from the blood of Jesus. Even the Old Testament sacrifice of animals never dealt with sin. Only postponed the penalty for sin for one more year. It was the blood of the spotless Lamb of God that dealt with sin once and for all. But from there I move into this all-important part of my prayer time. I hold the cup before the Lord. And I make this declaration. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Every single family member. It's important that we understand the extent of God's covenant. In the Old Testament, when lambs were to be slaughtered for the for atonement. My family of five, I would not have to sacrifice five lambs. It was one lamb per household. Remember, that's an inferior covenant. We, we need to stand before the Lord with absolute confidence that He has already designed every single family member to be brought into the faith and to serve Him wholeheartedly. It is not to be assumed it is to be contended for The blood of Jesus testifies of that very fact. I then go and begin to pray for each family member. And I pray often something like this. I, I have three children. They each have amazing spouses. And they have, they have provided my wife and I with ten grandchildren. I was, was going to put a picture up here for you just to make you jealous. But I, I forgot. And I pray over, uh, for example, my son Eric. His wonderful wife Candace. I plead the blood of Jesus over them and their two daughters. Selah, Kennedy. And I pray that God would give them a heart to know Him. It's important that we pray Scripture. And in Jeremiah 24, God gives us a promise. He says, and I will give them a heart to know me. So I pray that. I ask the Lord to visit my grandchildren while they sleep. This is what I did with my children. From the time they were very, very small, I would lay hands on them night after night after night. I would prophesy over them while they slept. I would pray, God, give them a heart to know you. Speak to them in their dreams. 
Give them instruction in the night that is too big for them to carry in the day. I do this now for each of my grandchildren. So I pray for specific needs that they may have. And then I move to the next family. My son Brian and his wife Jen. Eric and Candace are the senior pastors of the local church, Bethel. My son Brian and his wife Jen head up Bethel Music. My son-in-law Gabe and my daughter Leah head up our second year school of ministry. Where they pastor about 800 students. So as I pray for Brian and Jen, again, I plead the blood of Jesus over that household. I make the declaration, we as a family will serve the Lord. I mention the names Haley and Taya, Braden and Moses. And, and pray specific, over their specific giftings. And then move to my daughter and her husband Gabe. I pray the same things. God, give them wisdom. Give, give them such a, a, a unique perspective on their assignment in life. And, and then I pray for my ten, my their four children. Judah, Diego, Bella, and Cruz. I like to tell stories about my grandchildren. I will tell you one about Cruz. Cruz is a unique child. My daughter goes to pick him up at school one day. And the school teacher came up to my daughter. She said, I'm so sorry to hear what happened. My daughter Leah says, what do you mean what happened? Well, we heard that your house burned down. And she said, oh, you did? Who, who, who told you that? Cruz did. So as they were walking out to the car, Leah said, Cruz, did you tell your teacher that our house burned down? He said, yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that? Our house didn't burn down. He said, oh, mom. Ma. She loves a good story. <laughs> His dad calls that lying. I call it creative thinking. He's going to be a brilliant novelist or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I pray for each of these grandchildren. It's important that we carry our family in our hearts. And stand before the Lord with his covenantal agreement to us. By your stripes. I was healed. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, the next part of my prayer time is 
in some measure the reason I'm talking to you today. There are three uh, very famous uh, Christian leaders who have written against me against Bethel. They openly criticize us on their radio shows or their conferences. And basically trying to warn the body of Christ about the evil that we are, I guess. Now the Bible says, you never criticize a servant to their master. I never have the right to criticize another believer to their master. So I come before the Lord with his blood. And I mention these men by name. I thank God for their zeal. Because what they're doing, they're doing out of their zeal for God. I ask the Lord to prosper their life. I ask him to bless them, spirit, soul, and body. Father, make it so that they never have a financial need. One of them is struggling with a disease right now. And so I pray for the miracle of healing in his body. And I take this time to pray over these men. And then finally, the thing that brings me so much joy is I pray for their children and their grandchildren in much the same way I would pray for my grandchildren and my children. I ask the Lord to give these men the joy of having children that serve him with all of their hearts. I ask the Lord to give these men the great honor of having grandchildren that serve him with purity and passion. And then I move on to other parts of my world of responsibility. It's hard to be mad at somebody that you love in prayer. It doesn't ever mean I have to agree. But agreement is never necessary for love. So often, Christians will actually pray against another group of people. Oh God, they need to be judged. Actually, I don't know if it's common here, but it's common in the United States. God is going to judge this group. Anytime I point my finger at another believer, and I, and I accuse them before God. 
God must come to their defense. Because I am misusing my authority. Our authority is given not to accuse. Do you remember when James and John wanted to call down fire on a city? The spirit of murder was on them. They said, Jesus, with your permission, we would like to call down fire on this city. For the glory of God, of course. <laughs> Can you imagine me going home after this trip and having some of my staff come to me? Bill, we, we uh, did an outreach in such and such a city. The leaders of the city met us at the border of the town. And they said, we don't want you coming here. So, so Bill, what we've done is we put bombs all around the city. And with your permission, we're going to destroy them all. In Jesus' name. <laughs> How many you know, if, if, if that were to happen, I would not want to send them out in ministry anymore. <laughs> they are misusing their authority. Our authority is given to stand in defense of people praying for the mercy of God. It's the great privilege of life. Like Jesus said, if you only love those who love you, how are you different than anyone else? We've been called to a higher standard. <laughs> I have friends in ministry that I then go in and begin to pray for. But I've pretty much shared with you what was on my heart. I forgot to mention one thing about the broken body of Jesus, however. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says that Jesus bore on his flesh the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile. Okay, now I want you to think with me for a moment. <coughs> there was no greater division than that of Jew and Gentile. It was racial. It was religious. It was social. It was cultural. It was language. It was economic. Every kind of division you can imagine was represented in that one thing, Jew and Gentile. <coughs> so one of the things that I pray for when I hold the broken body before the Lord, I, I, I just started this part of my, my prayer focus just a couple months ago. There's a certain um, thing in our, our world at Bethel that has brought me so much grief. 
Perhaps the most grief in my life has been this one specific division between two groups. So it has been with a broken heart. But also confidence in the power of his covenant. And I would say something to this effect. You bore the curse that we would not have to bear the curse. You took division to the cross. That tells me that the power of division has been broken. You made it possible for these two groups that are divided It has been a problem for about seven years. Brought me more grief than I can express. But I started praying that prayer with the broken body of Jesus. Only about maybe two months ago. And it was completely healed about a month ago. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me because we're going to pray. I know this is a bit different. It's really going to be different because I'm going to ask you to pretend you have bread in your hand. <laughs> but I want you to do specific things. How many of you know people that need a miracle in their body? Probably, probably everyone here. How many of you need a miracle in your body? Person after person. I, I just want to encourage you. Take communion regularly. You don't have to be in a big gathering. My wife, my wife and I love to take communion together. And we also love taking it apart on our own. As though you had the broken body of Jesus in your hand. Do you believe this, his suffering was enough for the miracle you need to see? Do you, do you believe it was enough? Do you believe that it was actually a, a, an adequate payment for the suffering that we've experienced? Yeah. Then I want you to make this confession with me. By the stripes of Jesus. I'm sorry, we've got a couple languages going here, so. We just do English, just, English you, okay? you just, just English? Yeah, just I'm English. happy with just English. It's the only language I know. Often when I'm in crowds with people who speak other languages, I lead in the chorus, hallelujah. Because hallelujah is the only Chinese word I know. Actually, 
You have enough for everyone right now? Uh, the couple have to share. Husband and wife share. Individual, we have one. Really? Yes. Do it. Let's do it. Go ahead and be seated. This, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> it'll, take, it'll take five minutes to serve everyone. You guys are so good. You have. Why does it surprise me that you can serve any, everyone in five minutes? At home, at home, we need a week's notice. <laughs> that's, that's not totally true, but anyway. Express your thanks, your praise to the Lord. Do it verbally. Don't do it quite in your heart. It's important that we say these things. Speak them loud enough for your own ears to hear your voice. To speak of thanksgiving of praise. I want to hear your praise. I want to hear your thanks. A little louder. 
As soon as you've been served, I want you to stand, but I want you to continue to give praise. To hold the broken body of Jesus before him. Break it. As a reminder of his brokenness. I want you to make this declaration with me. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. I want us to say it together. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Say it again. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. One more time. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Father, I ask that you to release an anointing over the people of God for divine health. 且天父，求你赐下这恩膏，让上帝你的百姓经历属天的医治跟健康。Let this better covenant， 让这盟约的杯 ，be demonstrated as a better covenant， 来证明这更美的约。Now I want you to mention by name people that you know of that need miracles。我要你提名提到那些需要神迹的人。I don't, I'm not wanting to give you a formula, but I'm wanting to show you truth. Say something to this effect. 直接这样来说。By the stripes of Jesus. In Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus. And then you put in the name of that person. Mark was healed of cancer. 你就把那个人的名字放进去。Mark 他的癌症得医治。I want you to say that together. Begin to pray for people. 我们开始一起来宣告，为这些人祷告。Mention their names out loud. 大声提他的名祷告。By the stripes of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus. The Parkinson's in Kathy's body has been defeated. 他身上的帕金森症完全被打败。By the stripes of Jesus. 耶稣的鞭伤。Eric's ears are opened. Eric's 耳朵要打开。Deafness is cast into the sea. You just mentioned the name of your family members and friends. You 自己提起你家人朋友的名字来为他代祷。I want to hear you pray. Don't do this quietly. 要听见你祷告，不要轻柔的说，大声的祷告，宣告出来。Yeah, this is not a moment to be passive. 这不是消极的时候。By the stripes of Jesus. 因耶稣的鞭伤。By the stripes of Jesus. Alan was healed of Parkinson's. By the stripes of Jesus. Just keep praying. 继续继续的祷告。Mention people by name. 提他的名来为他求。By the stripes of Jesus. Okay. 
I don't ever try to remember everything I can think of. I just want to be responsible to bring before Him whatever He reminds me of. If you know of any group of people that are divided, it, it may be a family, a marriage, it could be church members, it could be two churches in town that are opposed to each other, anything, anything that he brings to mind, I want you to hold the broken body before him. This is what I pray. God, you bore division in your body. And you broke the power of division when you were crucified. So I declare that your broken body is more than enough to heal the break in these relationships and then start mentioning their names not to accuse but to call on the healing grace of Jesus over the hearts of those people. Lift your voices right now. Let's do that together. Wonderful Jesus, wonderful, wonderful Jesus. I want you to confess once again. By your, by your stripes, by your stripes, I was healed. I was healed. By your stripes, by your stripes, the body of Christ is healed. The body of Christ is healed. Our cry is that we would be one. Even as you, Father, and the Son are one. I want you to receive now this broken body into yours. With thankfulness. Receive the bread now. Thank you, God. Wonderful Jesus. Stacy Campbell uh, shared something a while back that really impacted me. She, when she's watching the news on TV, of course, they only have bad news. And they will mention crisis after crisis around the world. And when she watches, she will look at some international crisis and she will confess the blood of Jesus is more than enough for that problem. <laughs> Never be impressed with the size of a problem. Only be impressed with the size of his answer. I want us to make confession together. As for me and my house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Let's say it together. 
as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. One more time. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, just begin to pray for family members that He brings to mind. Ask the Lord to give them a heart to know Him. Invite Him to visit them as they sleep. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Each family member brought into the kingdom. We declare right now every backslidden child would be restored to faith. Every parent that is not walking with God would be restored to faith. Every grandchild. We plead the blood over each child. Each grandchild. And we prophesy. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now I want you just to confess. I bless my family. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now we have a couple more things that we still have to do. Again, I want you to hold the blood before him. And I want you to pray favorably for those who have been against you. Jesus was betrayed and he was perfect. All of us are far from perfect. It should not surprise us when we are criticized and betrayed. As people who are forgiven, we have the privilege of forgiving others. It's a, it's a privilege. So I, I want you right now to mention the names of these people. I want you to pray for their welfare. You may say, well, Bill, well, the person who hurt me is dead. Well, then pray for their family. Pray for whoever's left in that family line. I'm going to give you about two minutes to do this. So do it right now. Yep, do it out loud again. These two things are too powerful to keep quiet in our hearts. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. We ask you to prosper them, Father. Give them the joy of every family member serving you with purity, with passion. Give them the privilege of a long legacy of those who serve you well. For those outside the faith who have in any way hurt or abused us, we ask that you would extend your mercy to them, that you'd bring them into the kingdom. Let them taste of your forgiveness. Let them taste of your love.
I want you to do something. As though your number one opponent was standing in front of you. I want you to look him in the eyes. And I want you to say this. I bless you in the name of the Lord. I bless you in the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, goodness. The blood of Jesus sets free. I never have to be bound with unforgiveness again. I never have to be bound with jealousy again. I never have to be crippled in my heart with hatred again. The blood of Jesus has set me free. Let's share in this wonderful moment together. Drink of the blood of Jesus. Come on, let's give praise to Jesus. Can lift your voices, lift your voices. We bless your great name. We bless your great name. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Great is the Lord. 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 Wonderful is the Lord Jesus. We're about to end the meeting. But before we do, I want to give you one more testimony. Uh, a woman uh, that my wife and I are acquainted with. A number of years ago, her son was in extreme rebellion. He would, he would curse her to her face. Wanted nothing to do with her. I don't remember how long this had gone on. But it was quite extensive. One Sunday morning, she decided to do something different. As they were taking communion, she held the cup before the Lord. And she said something to this effect. I plead the blood of Jesus over my son. She confessed her forgiveness of him. And took just a moment to celebrate the victory that Jesus had already accomplished. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. She did this. After she got home, within an hour, maybe two, her son called her on the phone. And was so deeply repentant. Asked her to forgive him. 
请妈妈原谅他。It was a miracle. 这是神机。It was the most important kind of miracle as parents that we would ever want. 这是任何父母最想要看见的神机。It's for our children to be right with God. 就看见子女在神的面前为证。Our children to be right with us. 子女跟我们的关系是对的。And in just a short period of time, 很短的时间里头 ，Jesus brought healing to their family. 耶稣在这家中带下了医治。I don't present this to you as a magic pill. 我不是把这个当什么魔术药丸这样交给你。It is not a magic pill. 这不是什么魔术的药丸。That you do steps one, two, and three, and you get your answer. Oh, 不是一二三步做完之后，你就会得到答案了。It is too beautiful to reduce to a formula. 绝对不可以把它贬低为成为一个方程式。Is the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ that brought us into the kingdom? 这是耶稣基督所立的盟约，带我们进入他的国度。And when, when we do business with God. We want to come before Him based on His covenant for us. We come to Him based on His covenant for us. I'm going to turn the service over in just a moment. But any time there is a crowd this size, 任何时有这么多人一起聚集 ，the odds are always high that there could be someone here who has never surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. 有很高的几率，我们当中有人还没有将生命降服于耶稣的。You don't know what it is to have God intimately as your Father. You don't know what it is to be forgiven. You don't know what it is to be adopted into God's personal family. What we just did won't save you. But your confession of faith will. And if there's anyone here that would say, Bill, I don't want to leave the building. Until I know that I'm right with God. If that's you, I want you to put a hand up real quick. Just put a hand up and wave it till I see you. Wave your hand right down here. Anyone else? Wave your hand up. I'm going to ask. For every person that raised your hand, I want you right now to come to the front. 所有举手的朋友，赶快到台前来。Right now, come to the front. 赶快到台前来。Come on, church, let's get happy. Let's celebrate this wonderful, wonderful moment. 太美的一刻。Yeah, if you brought a friend, walk with them down to the front. 你有邀请朋友来陪他们一起到台前来，好吗？ Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Come on, let's give shouts of praise to the Lord. Wonderful God.
There's somebody else that needs to be down here. Who is it? There's someone else that's supposed to be here. Come Do not resist God. This is your opportunity for life. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. It's important that we respond to his opportunities when he gives them. Just come quickly. Come quickly. That's right. Come quickly. Come. Come quickly. Yep, that's right. Come quickly. Pastor Sun, could you, could you come up here? I'm going to turn this over to the pastor of this house because I want her to have this privilege, this moment. But I'm going to ask everyone here to do something first. Yeah, there's still people coming. This is just so wonderful. So incredible. Yeah, still people coming. I'm going to turn this over in just a moment, but first I want everybody in the room, I want you just to extend a hand towards these that are down here. I want you to pray. That the power of the Spirit of God would come upon every single one. Absolute freedom would come to each life. The old things would be passed away. Their life would be new in Christ. That's right, just lift your voices, pray over them. We blessed him, we blessed him, we blessed him, Lord. Every one of you that's standing in front, please close your eyes. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And as you mean every word that you confess, I want you to know that the miracle that you have been waiting for will happen right here, right now. So say it after me. Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for forgiving my sin. For forgiving my sin. I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your blood. They have taken away all my shame. Taking away all my shame. All my fears. All my fears. All my brokenness. All my brokenness. Jesus. Jesus. I invite you. I invite you into my heart. Into my heart. To be my Lord. To be my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For allowing me to join your spiritual family. For allowing me to join your spiritual family. From today on. From today on. I'm your son. 
I am your son. I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I promise you. I promise you that I'll follow you. I'll follow you for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all God's people say, Amen. 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 We are so happy for all of you. There's a counselor that's next to you or behind you. We have a free gift for you. In it, there's a booklet to tell you a little bit more about knowing Jesus. So, counselors, please go ahead. Please help me. Why don't we continue to worship the Lord? With our hearts so full of gratitude for all that Jesus has done for us, the miracles that you have been waiting for, that you prayed for just now, I want you to believe that it's happening right now. The reconciliation, the restoration. That healing, that salvation, that breakthrough, everything that you are asking for, I believe that it's happening right now. The Holy Spirit has gone before us. The price has been paid by Jesus. So fill your heart with faith. Agree with the Lord. Let's worship And the greatest miracle that's happening in this house That there's no distance between him and us He loves you And he accepts you He's so close to you So come closer Don't feel alienated don't feel the, the distance between God and you. Come all the way to His throne of grace and mercy. That's right, just worship Him with all your heart.
We thank you, God. 感谢你主 For being crucified on the cross. 被钉死在十字架上 Truly, God. 真的，上帝 That you have taken death so that we can experience life. 你经历死亡，让我们能经历生命 You have taken brokenness so that we can experience and live in wholeness. 你承担破碎，让我们活在完全里 We want to say that we don't want to take your sacrifice for granted. We don't want to take our salvation for granted. We don't want to take your love for granted. We turn our affection toward you. Jesus, you are our lover. You are our lover. Our bridegroom, 我们的新郎 We love you. 我们爱你 We thank you. 感谢你 With our whole heart, O、oh、God, we thank you. 我们全心的感谢 And all God's people say, Amen. Give Jesus the most glorious hand clap. 献上最荣耀的感谢赞美 Shout, I love you, Lord. We hope you've been blessed by the message. If you have a testimony to share, write to us at connect at chc.org.sg.